episode, That Was No Lady. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. It's 11.59 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with Music and the Truth Until Dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. All right, I guess I'll start over again with the actual thing connected here. So that's what happens when you start talking and you're not even looking at the computer. So welcome everybody to our Daily Gun Show, Columbia Live, every weeknight at midnight Eastern. And we talk about guns for about an hour or so, depending on the evening. We've been going live now for something like 1,300 episodes. We've been doing stuff online daily, focused on our gun community since 2004. Yep, so we've been doing this for a while. We have some goals with our projects. We don't just go live to go live. So uh, each night we have a different objective. On Mondays, it's to motivate Second Amendment activists to give you some inspiration and some uh, awareness and some ability to do the job or to stay in the game. On Tuesdays, it's 2A. So we, talk, we look at a state each week and focus on everything we can about uh, the Second Amendment set status and uh, history then we uh, check out each week ideally a second amendment activist as well as a uh, organization i just noticed that my printer's running i'm going to jump over real quick show you a commercial for our saturday show and make sure that the printer's not being weird askgunquestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007 and since then for the last 15 years people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions all right it was in fact being weird so i had to wiggle it around a little bit uh, I don't know what's going on with it. It uh, keeps defaulting to some weird temperature on its own. And the temperature, or and the stuff I've got in there right now needs 190, and it keeps flipping to 250, so it doesn't print good. All right, shouldn't be no more interruptions. I will jump over there probably once more just to make sure it's okay unless something happens. I can kind of see it from here, but I can't see the details. One day, I'll have a little robot hooked up to my printers, and that robot will have eyeballs, and then I'll use those eyeballs to look at what's going on from way over on the side of the room. Okay, so on uh, Mondays, we talk about motivation. On Tuesdays, we talk about the real deal, the 2A. On Wednesdays, we have some fun. We talk about uh, pop culture, the uh, guns in our, in our uh, media, and having fun with them. And we also do our tactical quiz. 
Fridays, tomorrow, we uh, check out uh, the industry. We check out what other people have been doing with a focus on Second Amendment, and we call that the weekly 2A wrap-up. We've been doing that now for an entire year plus. And then, uh, actually, it's going on two years now. And then uh, today, on Thursdays, I spend the rest of the week, or I spend this part of the week dealing with the rest of my interests in uh, Second Amendment stuff, and that's travel going out and meeting people, seeing the stuff, being in the places, attending the events, and then uh, training, which is all kinds of neat stuff, especially as a Second Amendment activist. It can go from uh, uh, knowledge of the schools and or the skills and the tools and the techniques that we use to create content and get the message out in better and better ways, more effectively and more in more interesting ways, as well as, of course, uh, firearms training of all different ways. So with that being said, today it's travel. We're talking about travel, a little bit of training, but mostly travel. And we're going to be talking about uh, some ladies, 55 ladies, in fact, that are traveling this week to Washington, D.C. And they've done that now since 2015. So since they've been doing it for seven years, they called their project the D.C. Project. And uh that's what we're going to chat a little bit about today to acknowledge their awesome effort and encourage people to uh, help spread the word about that and to remain optimistic based on the real life adventures of a bunch of moms, ladies, grandmoms, cousins, daughters, wives, sisters, and whatever else ladies can be. So let's say hey to people that are joining us live. I mentioned we do this show every weeknight. For a reason because we want to get a lot of stuff done but we also do it every weeknight at midnight why because i don't like doing it on top of other people's shows other people are doing stuff that people are interested in also i like being able to go as long as i want and if you do in the middle of the day people tend to have other agendas other schedules and stuff so they can't only watch you know an hour show or something and uh, often second amendment doesn't have can't cram a second amendment into it just an hour so being in the middle of the night like this lets us go as long as we want without bothering anybody and having literally as much time as we want. But uh, it also means that we're doing it when a lot of people are sleeping. A lot of the regulars, the norms are sleeping right now, but everybody else, the people that make the world happen, people that reset, rebuild, clean everything, build everything, feed everybody, all the stuff that gets taken for granted, all that stuff's happening right now. And those are the folks that are listening to this live. Some of y'all are normal people that stay up at late at night. It's okay. But the rest of y'all, this is your your time of the day. And uh, that's why we do the show now. So thanks to the people that are showing up live. We've got Smeggy out there. We've got Gizzard out there as well. Gunpowder Beauty. I don't believe it's past your bedtime, but whatever. We won't tell anybody. Uh, Woods is out there. Joe, somebody is out there. And then is that everybody? I think so. So thanks everybody for showing up live. If you are out there and you uh, want your name to be on the screen or say something about your, what you're saying, be part of the conversation, then here's what you gotta do. Wiggle your finger, type on a keyboard, say stuff at a robot, make words happen on the screen. Al Gore pushes those words across tubes and they come out on my side of the internet. I can inter interact with them and then it all just, it's a magic. All right, so uh, if anybody's saying anything interesting, feel free to repeat it because I've been just kind of blowing through here. I think what I will do is bring out our friend Sharon. Uh, our friend screen Sharon, here she is. Thank you for showing up. We'll bring her onto the screen and 
I guess Gizzard's just saying he's off on Fridays. So uh, I guess that's what happens. If every Friday he would turn the nuclear blasters on like super hard, they'd be like, he keeps turning these things on real hard. And he's like, oh, I thought we're supposed to do that every Friday. Uh, let's see. So we're going to head over to the DC Projects Rally info, and then we'll check out what they're doing at the DC Rally. All right. So uh, again, thanks everybody for showing up live and being part of the thing. Oh, did I say DJ's out there? DJ's dropping some links to the DC Project. That's the webpage we're on right now. And you can see that they've even got a fancy little brochure. And this is from a couple of years back, the, one of the first events that they had. Not the first, I don't think, but one of them. And you can see that they had some pretty cool signs with the state shapes, as well as uh, some sayings and things to say the DC project and so forth. They're sitting on this, this lawn of the Capitol where the Congress and the House meet. I think the Congress on one side, the House is on the other. Is that, is that how it went? And then... Uh, I've been in there before. When I was a little kid, I went in there. I think you can still go in there. It's kind of fancy, as you can imagine. Um, but you can't just walk up these stairs. There's like a procedure to get in there, and I don't know what it is. So these stairs, every time I've been there lately, these stairs are all blocked off. They exist, but they don't use them for anything. Maybe they use them for parades or something. But uh, this was an event where they're sitting in this grass, and then there's, well, there's some grass here, and then there's a whole big kind of parking lot almost area there's like a big parade field kind of thing that's all concrete and then these stairs shoot up so by the time you're looking it up here this is probably like two three stories above where we're standing down here probably four stories above where we're standing down here but the way that it it's almost like built into a hill the way that the stairs and the field and everything kind of work but it makes it great for photographs probably intended that way so pretty cool so we've got uh the dc project in dc and this is uh September 16th, to celebrate our 2A rights, bring your family and kick off a fun-filled weekend in our nation's capital. It's powerful to be present on the Capitol's lawn to use our First Amendment rights to celebrate our Second Amendment rights. Come make your voice heard to show our legislators that gun owners are caring and inspiring individuals and families. Pretty good message, pretty much encompasses what their goal is, which is to show representatives a true face of gun ownership and not by reinforcing the old-fashioned norms that were pushed on us some of them are due but it's fake there was never a time when only old fat white dudes liked guns it's just never been the case it might be the majority or it might be a, you know the number of them that were most um comfortable with talking about them or being associated with them, but they were never the only ones to have firearms. Everybody's always had firearms one way or the other. So the fact that the ladies of the DC project are able to uh, get together and create a, a vocal intentional front with an objective is to change that, that uh, marginalization, that suggestion that gun owners are all one type of person. Uh, they've, uh, They've embodied that and they've uh, done that now for seven years. So this, this summary is pretty decent with what their uh, goals are and what they've achieved. Uh, let's see, so I'm gonna add to that though, the part about where it says, um, 
It's powerful to be present on the Capitol's lawn to use our First Amendment rights to celebrate our Second Amendment rights. Well, I've talked to people, even I talked to Michael just the other day, who says that uh, he's not as big a fan of rallies. And trust me, I've talked to lots of people who think rallies are lame, and if they're not somehow perfect or somehow win, then they've lost. That if they haven't accomplished everything, then they've accomplished nothing. Couldn't be farther from the truth. I've been to Washington, D.C. as a little kid, and it's pretty neat. If you love this country, if you don't love this country, then what do you care? It's just some crowded area. But if you love this country, it's pretty freaking neat to go there. It's a lot of history, and there's something in the air. It's just There's something about that much marble and the awareness of the effort that it took to make these massive structures that aren't monuments to an individual or to some what paradigm or some bullshit tradition. They're monuments to the group of people that came together to be different than what all the other stupid countries are. So it's just really neat to be there. So being there as a little kid is one thing. And, you know, as a little kid, you're sheltered and everything's, uh, you know, everything's the, the future and everything's bigger than you or your little kid. Going back there as an adult was pretty neat too. Just as a regular old person back in 2001, I guess, when I was there during, uh, right, you know, I was there in September of 2001. Technically, I looked all around the D.C. and then that shit happened and then it got crazy. So I did have an opportunity to check out D.C. at my leisure, unaware though what was happening. I happened to be in the area for a year or for a month. So I uh, had plenty of time to experience D.C., got tons of pictures, let my dogs walk around everywhere. So it was just sort of an adult, I'm going to say a hippie at the time, just I was basically on a fishing trip and uh, had a objective over there in D.C. where I did some work and then was moseying back to Arizona. And it was really a vacation. It was just a chance to experience the country and bring my dogs with me and some fishing poles. So being in D.C. at that time, was unique. It was awesome just being a grown person, having served the country, you know, just being there in a different role, right? Just being there in a different time of the life and a different time of the country's life. Then the next time I went back to DC was actually a couple of times, but then the next time I went to DC for real was for the 2019 rally. I don't know how many people remember that. So in 2019, it was before all the bullshit. Now, some people will say all the bullshit and stress happened because people were so motivated to change in the world with uh, gun ownership. That might have been true because that rally was pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. So I'm going to chat about that rally for a bit. <clears throat> in 2019, there had been a fair amount of momentum for the Hearing Protection Act and the National Reciprocity Act. Both of those were national level getting movement through Congress at about 60% of the speed and attention that the uh, current assault weapons ban was getting, but because it was Trump and they hated Trump and looked like, you know, something they could say that Trump wanted, even though no one can say that because no one, he never said shit about it. Um, but they could easily suggest that it's something that Trump would want, which means it's something that everybody who hates Trump would hate. And they were effectively able to silence it. The Republicans were willing to stop motioning it or pushing it after the bullshit in Vegas, the atrocity in Vegas that they suggest was accomplished because of bump stocks. So uh, they killed bump stocks, they killed the Hearing Protection Act, and they hit, killed their national reciprocity in one weekend. 
uh, same weekend as gun rights policy conference, if you think about it. And um, and all that happened in uh, 2018, right? So the end of 2018, you had the NRA falling apart. What's-his-face was buying suits and a whole bunch of three-letter organizations and people that support those three-letter organizations see that as an opportunity to steal a bunch of pie that the NRA had had. And if you look at it just as being one piece, one pie, then you have to steal from your neighbor if you want a piece. If you understand that it's a fucking pie that gets built every so often and there's always more pie, unless you're a fucking idiot, then you realize that you don't have to steal pie from your neighbor. But a lot of those three-level organizations are more than willing and happy and felt obligated to steal stuff from that pie. So in 2018, we had, a, we still have, but you know, we had the the not even the beginnings, but we had the reinvigoration of the bitching at the NRA for existing or Wayne for having suits or dealing with all the bullshit advertisers or whatever. So you had a bunch of people that were dissatisfied with NRA. You had uh, an administration that had dropped the ball on any kind of positive Second Amendment motions. We had constitutional carry in all 50 states and we had, no, sorry, we had concealed carry in all 50 states and we had constitutional carry somebody else would have to do the math i could click four clicks i think and find out so let's find out one two uh oh three maybe it's five clicks oh wait a minute wait a minute four clicks and a scroll suckers so in 2018 we had 12 states with constitutional carry. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. In 2018, how many years ago was that? Four. Four years ago, we had 12 states, 13 states with constitutional carry. How many people were thinking that we would have 25 states four years later? None of them. Why? Because the three-letter organizations were more worried about you joining them and leaving the NRA than worrying about anything else. So the reason I'm bringing all that up is not because I give a shit about your opinion of the NRA, but because the NRA was definitely, oh, you know what else happened is the NRA national meeting happened in 18 and a whole shit ton of people went to it who, you know, there's waves. I've mentioned the waves before. There's a whole wave of new gun content creators quote unquote, people that want to get free shit and know that you can take a camera to a place and do stuff, you can make that happen. So we had a bunch of new content creators that went to the NRA annual meeting. And guess what they did at the annual meeting? Did they go in and address Wayne suits? No. Did they go in and talk to the board and suggest that the conversations about Wayne should be public instead of private? No, they couldn't be bothered. They were in a different room looking at free shit. So what we had in 2018 was an entire industry of content creators minus the five or six that were in the actual room with the voting members. This is all documented. You go watch this show from those days because we did this. We did all this live. Uh, but in 2018, we had all that happen, right? So that was a reason potentially that the anti said, oh, they don't care about guns anymore. Hell, they don't even care that Wayne is screwing them over with the NRA or whatever they think, right? So... They don't care about nothing anymore. And guess what? Nobody cared about nothing. So we got wailed on, wailed on and wailed on. 
over and over and over since then, but here to there, setting up the stage to say that in that environment in 2018, consequences, right? Actions have consequences. And when people don't give a shit about the Second Amendment and they go hang out and look at free shit and get distracted or turned on by the free garbage in the big room instead of the important shit that's happening in the other room because the consequences of the important shit in the other room are that the world assumes that nobody cares about guns anymore. So nobody cares about guns anymore. Politicians lay down the the the, the bills that are underway. Why would they petition things that nobody cares about anymore? At the time in 2018, everybody used NRA as a barometer. So when everybody saw people disinterested in the NRA to the point where people who were attending the NRA meeting wouldn't walk across a hallway or a room, I don't know, I think Gizzard might have been there to know, tell me how much physical distance there was here, if it was another building even, but whatever, whoever the hell was in that main building did not walk over into that uh, little room enough to cause any kind of wake. So politicians who pay people to tell them what's important or not were told gun owning isn't important. Those people don't do nothing. They don't give a shit. So that's what happened. And guess what happens when that happens? People who are in the gun community go, oh, we're doomed. We're out of here. This is ending, right? They say whatever. People that need you to tune in tomorrow, they're going to start telling you about the skies falling and everything's over. Roman Empire, blah, blah, blah. But uh, what's the consequences of that? Everything has, every action has consequences, right? So the consequences of that a giant, some of the, some, not even all, but some of the NRA contributors, and I'm not talking people that throw $100 a year. I'm not talking about people that throw $5,000 a year. I'm not talking about people that throw $5 million a year. I'm talking about people that dropped very many millions of dollars on the NRA when they die as part of their, when I die, the NRA gets richer. So until then, NRA can make interest off of this money, those kind of donors. When though, from what I understand, when those donors walked away from the NRA, they were upset, not just with what the NRA was doing, because that's inconsequential. That's, a, that's the result of the actual issue. What they understood the actual issue was, was a lack of awareness, a lack of ambition, a lack of understanding your position, a lack of understanding our power. The people who were supporting the NRA were not doing so blindly. They weren't doing so to make more money. They're the people we're talking about. The people that we're talking about supporting the NRA to the tune of many millions of dollars are doing so because they understand the inherent necessity of what the Second Amendment protects and that core value that it implies in the individual. They want to foster that. They want to create that. They want to allow that to, to happen. So when they withdrew their money from the NRA, it wasn't a gotcha. It wasn't a political thing. It was in order to do other things with those resources to achieve their goals. Their goals did not change from what I understand. So one of the results of that was a bunch of people or a few people were tasked with creating a rally in D.C., which had never been done before. The people that think rallies happen in D.C. are delusional. They do not happen. They certainly don't happen for guns. So there had been a million mom march, which was bullshit. There had been a million man march. I don't know if that was for this or not, but there was a couple of million marches and there was the bullshit, I hate Trump kind of marches. So, which are effectively, they're gonna say those people hate Trump and they hate guns. So they're gonna count it as an anti-gun thing or at least a potential 
this is how big an anti-gun thing could be. So in 2019, wheels got started. Not that much money got put down, but at least the initiative was made to have a rally in D.C. Now, it had been done before. It's not never been done. And one of the times it was done is at the D.C. project get-together from 2017, I think, because this one came from maybe 18, but I think 17. So they had done it. They'd been there. They'd had a rally, but it didn't turn out that big. So I suspect what the goal was was to have a rally that would amplify or enhance or work with the D.C. project rally. I don't know if that helped or not, because unless you live right next to D.C., who the hell wants to travel all the way to D.C. twice in a year? So I don't know how that were actually worked out with, you know, it wasn't at the same time as the D.C. project's project. So, you know, the D.C. rally was an afterthought, and it was in November. It was right, right around Thanksgiving. It was at a shitty time. Also, a Million Man was a civil rights march. Thanks. I didn't, I didn't remember that one. I just remember the name of it. So then... Uh, the rally ended up, the 2A rally that happened in D.C. in 2019 ended up being the one and only large D.C. gun rally. And it was effective. I counted, I forget, 400 to 700 people, I think. No, I don't remember. I did a video because I took pictures and I know how many people were there because I took pictures of them. And um, um, it was what it was. So I guess what I'm saying is we had an unprecedented rally in 2019, not because nobody felt like they got nothing else to do, so let's make a rally, but instead because of a bunch of shit that happened and it was an effort from people who wanted to see something different as a result than what was inevitable by doing nothing. That makes sense? So... A bunch of people saw that if nothing happens, then there's only a couple of inevitable conclusions that we can expect. So instead, let's do something. And what they, what they attempted to do is have a rally in D.C. 2020 hindsight makes it sound like, oh, they just had a rally in D.C. What else happened that week? Right? Like nothing happened. In 2018, in light of the lack of attention, we saw this, the Hearing Protection Act and the National Reciprocity both get dropped in a weekend because of freaking uh, Vegas. Dropped completely. Then we saw the bump stock get thrown under the bus, literally, and everybody had to get rid of them. So we saw a lot of frustration with the people that are all like talk and no action. The people that are like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, we should, we should, we should, no do shit. So those people are very vocal when you are not going to do anything and you know it and you don't want to look bad in front of a bunch of people who might want to do something because they act like they're going to, but in reality, nobody's going to. They start to yell louder and louder at each other about how bad it could be. So there was a bunch of people that suggested having a rally in Washington, D.C. was ridiculous. Was The audacity to suggest such a thing was was beyond the pale. It was a horrible thing to suggest and bad, only a bad person who hates the NRA or the two-way would even suggest it well that was a bunch of people who didn't show up and wouldn't show up even if they was perfect in their scenarios so this was a rally that happened in spite of and in addition to and around and then it, all that and then what they ended up with was a decent turnout and we have an unknown there because it could have been even more turnout except for some sports shit happened and like somebody won the Super Bowl or some shit. So DC never wins anything. They won this year. 
Is it fake so that they could mess with the rally? Probably. It was all staged. We all know that sports is fake. But something happened in sports, and all of everybody who likes sports in the whole area came downtown. So basically, it looked like a billion people were there for the rally, but in reality, there was a billion people there for some football game or something. And then they were just all selling each other football game stuff. The DC or the uh, DC rally still happened. And a positive from that was that all these people from sports walked by and seen a, a gun rally happen. And not that, I mean, I, I was looking, I was paying attention and not that many of them were offended or, or whatever. A couple of them were, I'm going to say misunderstood the concept. So they probably thought it was some kind of hate bullshit, but then they'd look over and see it was like, you know, a weird, completely diverse set of people that nobody was angry. So it made no sense to them. At least it shouldn't have made any sense to them that it was, you know, it was definitely not anything angry. A couple of the speeches people might've yelled, you know, or said something loud, but it wasn't like some kind of weird, angry, let's hate and pound the, the gavel type of weird shit. It was just trying to speak up over the crowd of sports people or the wind or something like that usually, or somebody not understanding their speaker or their microphone. So, did you hit the mute button? No. Did I lose uh, Mike because I touched my speaker over here? It could just be because I'm being YouTube censorship. A lot of times YouTube, especially when I'm 100% accurate, YouTube will censorship me. This happened to Yankee earlier, but it's because he sucks. So, is this back yet? Let me go look over here. Let me put this back up. How do I put myself back up in here? Like this? Is this working? I got my little wiggles. Oh, okay. So we had a DC rally and it happened in, in uh, DC and it was not an easy thing to attend. We got a lot of attendance there in spite of that. There was people from Connecticut. There was people from Pennsylvania. People were being bussed down. I don't know if there were many people from Virginia showed up. There must have been some. Uh, so it was a great opportunity to get people together and have this rally in spite of the internet haters being lame and acting like they're aware of something nobody else was, which is fundamental, fundamental. Like, I can't even tell you. The Locked In Little Latinos showed up there for the first time. That's where they were created. That was their origin story. Um, their origin story happens with a villain. So immediately they were born into to a villain so immediate drama and interesting origin stories happening and that's only the one i know about there's probably like 10 different origin stories that happened at that rally um you get a bunch of different people that effort to get there they effort to get there in relatively short notice they effort to get there with short enough notice that nobody was getting what they call it, hotels and travel arrangements cheap everything was kind of la last minute everything was full price or more because you were having to go downtown a lot of times you can go to dc and then stay some other state or something where it's cheaper and then just hustle downtown when you need to a lot of these people were only going down for the day or something and that just was not a practical option or at least it wouldn't have saved money so uh you know this was not necessarily the easiest trip to uh schedule or, or make possible then uh Again, you have to do this in, in spite of the online uh, 
unknown. I'm going to call it unknown because you didn't know if these people were going to be weird or if they were going to show up and do something stupid or if they were going to try to prevent it or if they were FBI uh, counter agents trying to hinder shit or whatever. So in spite of all of that, a bunch of people efforted to get there. And then when they find out the day of it, stupid sports happens and there's like a freaking Super Bowl, people still went. That had to kill the turnout because people that live in the area know enough not to go there when the biggest event that's ever happened in sports is happening. They're just not going to battle all that. And there's a reason. D.C. is okay, but it ain't that good. And it sucks for when it's a billion people. There. There's nowhere to go or there's nothing. You know, it's bad. So um, I bet you the turnout was affected by that. And in spite of all that, we had a pretty decent turnout. And at that point, here, if you look at this picture right here, if I zoom in on this picture, if you go to... I'm zooming in on this picture and I'm scrolling back down. So there's the stairs you can't get to, but then you can't see them. But there's a set of stairs, like a shelf. Now, this is the shelf right here. Let's just say it's this shelf. It is this shelf. So there's this shelf right here. I'm standing on that shelf right there, looking out over approximately six times this many people, maybe 10 times this many people, more like 10 times this many people that are looking back at me because everybody was, the podium was sort of where this US flag was and everybody was pointed at that podium and the speakers were kind of behind that podium. So I'm standing on these, these steps looking out at a lawn that is in to the west of our Capitol. And if you were standing on the Capitol steps looking west over this lawn, you'd see the Washington Monument in the distance, some statue of somebody on a horse uh, right on the other side of this lawn and some big trees and stuff. So I'm looking there and seeing all the stuff that, you know, makes the United States and the Capitol or the, what do they call that part? The, um, I forgot what they call the downtown part. But anyway, looking at the, the area that they created there with the Smithsonian and everything. And it's pretty interesting, pretty freaking interesting to, to have uh, experienced that. And knowing that I'm just one of the many people that was there that got to experience it, you can come up to me with all kinds of theoretical problems or reasons why it won't work. And I'll tell you that I was standing there with a whole shit ton of other people. And we all got to stand on the United States lawn talking about the Second Amendment in spite of and, you know, in addition to. So... If it was so bad and it was so ineffective and it was so horrible, then you would think that everybody would be discouraged and quit doing it. But instead, it is now 2020, 2021, 2003 years later. And these DC project ladies have continued to go each year with their project. And this year, uh, to double down on their project, they're also doing this rally. So I'm not going to be there, but everybody else who can get there hopefully will be there encouraging these ladies, giving them a human in the audience to take a look at. I mean, there's no Super Bowl, I don't think, this weekend. Hopefully the weather's good, even if it isn't. It's all the more reason to go. Don't bring a flag. Leave our flag alone. Just go there, support these ladies. Bring a couple of bucks if you want. Give them some. Uh, remember that each one of these moms and sisters and cousins and grandmas and daughters uh, got there on their own time. Like, they left their family. They left their job. They probably took time off. And I don't think very many of them are sugar mamas or independently wealthy. Um, so they took time off. They took vacation time. They said goodbye to their kids and their husbands and their whoever's and said, I'm going to D.C. to be the face of gun owners in 2022 to a bunch of senators 
and representatives who have an assault weapons ban on their desk and without my presence might suggest that the uh that it's a good idea for this bullshit. so these ladies are there in 2022 in september just before a midterm election on their own time on their own dime completely unappreciated by 99 percent of the people that they're representing not to mention the gun community which is even more a percentage of who they're representing right so with all that being said, thanks for sticking with me here. We're going to start to dig in. I probably should have done this at the beginning if I was, in fact, good at this and actually, you know, worried about making a good fancy production or whatever. Uh, let's see. So I was looking at that for some reason. We're heading over. I'm not going to Facebook. So instead, we're just going to go over to, what do you call this thing? Instagrams. Oh, no, this is a gun tube. We're going to go over to Instant Grams, which is a division of Meta, which is stupid ass name of Facebook. And over on the Instant Grams, you can get pictures of stuff that people post. So effectively, it is Polaroid pictures electronically. So I'm just going to scroll through here. We got uh, Alan Anker. Should be working, but instead they're out playing Rockford Files or something. Uh, Wildcats, which is the University of Arizona shooting team. I don't know who this is. Looks like a little kid. Oh, no, just a little short person. And then you've got Rapid Fire Radio, which is the uh, Cape Gunworks gun shop in Massachusetts. Doing a little quick slideshow type thing, talking about getting your CCW class in Massachusetts. Yancey posting about bats. Holy shit, that's a bunch of bats. He lives probably five miles from here. Um, then you got... Simon says, well, it's Tony. He's having a diversity shoot right now. Well, maybe not right now, but this evening in uh, Pennsylvania. So they're shooting machine guns right now. Another one from Rapid Fire Radio. Here's one from Gun Policy. Uh, it's got some kind of a nine millimeter shooter sitting here saying, when single party minorities enact poorly drafted, ill-conceived and unconstitutional legislation. Okay. FBC law will step up and challenge them in the courts as we have done today in the Western District of New York. So when they do stuff, we're fun. Then you've got uh, Dick Heller. If you don't know, Dick Heller made a uh, lawsuit against the DC, Washington DC, and won again. Uh, that just came down today. So we finally find a DC project lady. We got uh, Mary from Connecticut. I'm almost funny. She's the Connecticut uh rep took over for brooke um hoping to find another dc project there was a whole bunch of them earlier so i'm hoping that we'll find some of them or else i'll just cheat and jump over from mary's account there what happens on instagram is once you see the picture it doesn't show it to you again i think is what happened some people will go, how come you watch all these girl channels? Well, I remember when they're girl channels, so they do things different, right? They do weird things. And you got to mansplain. How are you going to mansplain if you don't know what they're doing wrong? But two is because there's a whole bunch of ladies in the DC project. And for whatever reason, they're not always in it. Or, you know, they change or whatever. They're not like, they don't get enlisted for life or recruited for life. So one of the things I'll do is follow the ones from the DC project. And then when they're not in the DC project, I'm still following them. And then that becomes data that allows one to find out, or at least to try to keep a finger on the pulse of 
how long ladies stay in the organization and uh, if if they left the organization to be even more two-way or if they left the organization because two-way got too hard and now they're going to go do four-wheel drive shit because that makes more money or some other bullshit. So uh, sometimes it's just watching the social media is a way to get insight to the uh, community and uh, trends and the uh, attitudes and that kind of thing. So we got another one from Cape Gunworks. We got locked and loaded. Looks like they bought another drone. So they're either loaded, like literally loaded, and they just got tons of money to spend on drones, or they're going into debt over drones, which I hope they're not doing. Uh, let's see. Tony said, this is gross. There's a cockroach riding on the back of a goldfish underwater. Super gross. Who remembers this? On the northwest side, it all happened around 10.30 last night on the second creek near La Cantera. The father told police his daughter caught a man staring into her bedroom. And when the dad went out to confront the suspect officer, so the suspect tried to stab the dad. That's when the father drew his gun and started shooting toward him. Police could not find the suspect, even with the help from the e from Eagle overnight. And we're told the father is not expected to face any charges. A father protecting his daughter from a would-be peeper overnight on the northwest side. It all happened around 10.30 last night on Seco Creek near La Cantera. Uh, some people may or may not have been in the live chat when that happened. So the NRA is reporting about it already. How's that for turnaround? So very rarely do people get to experience one end of a situation and then see it reported on the NRA's Instagram channel the next day. Team House is going to have Killer Chick on this weekend. So if you've never heard the stories of what it's like to have uh, an A-10 pilot girl support your uh, ground operations, check out Kim Killer Chick Campbell this weekend on Team House. That'll be good. Oh, come on. Oh, here. Let's listen to this. It's always good. Listen. After the death of my mother and father, I at an early age, my brother and I were adopted by an aunt and uncle. We moved to El Campo, Texas, town southwest of Houston, by nine and a half. I was raised there. I went to school there. I worked at our jobs, shine shoes, sold papers, big cotton. And like a fool, I dropped out of school and I ran away from home. I'm not proud of that. I needed to learn the skill. I needed an education. My adopted father would tell me, son, an education and a diploma is the key to success. Bad habits and bad company will ruin you. Well, I was too old to go back to school. I didn't want to return back. So I joined the Texas National Guard. And I liked it when I saw men in uniform. And I qualified to join the regular army. I needed that education and learn the skill. So I was accepted into the regular army. And I heard about airborne. I heard about that extra pay that you get for jumping out of airplanes. So I qualified to go to jump school at Fort Bend, Georgia. But the darn recruiters never told me what the training was like. For every mistake that you make, you do push-ups. And I can honestly tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm one of the guys that helped put Georgia into South Carolina doing push-ups. Well, I finished my training. I got assigned to a well-known unit 
at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, the 82nd Airborne Division. I like the 82nd Infantry. Airborne all the way. I like that. And so after a while there, I heard about the Special Forces. You know it as the Green Berets. And they were coming up, so I qualified to join the Special Forces. Of course, I'm a linguist. We and the Special Forces are trained to operate deep behind enemy lines with little or no support at all. We are trained in five specialties. I'm trained in three. Operation Intelligence, where I learned oceanography, meteorology, photography. I'm an interrogator and I'm a linguist. I'm trained in magnetic weapons and cross transatlantic. I've been all over the world, Far East, Europe, South and Central America, and two tours in Vietnam. I was assigned to Berlin, Germany, and I was declared one time that I was the only Hispanic American that could speak German with a southern accent. So I came back and retrained at Fort Bragg in Vietnam with Bruno. In 1965, I was sent to Vietnam as an advisor to Vietnamese Infantry Unit. After a short period of time there, I stepped on a mine. I woke up in the Philippine Islands in Clover Air Force Base. I was paralyzed from the waist down. I was declared never to walk again. I was transferred to Fort Sam Houston, Texas Beach Pavilion. The doctors were initiating my medical discharge papers. But at night, I would slip out of bed and crawl to a wall using my elbows and my chin. My back would just be killing me, I'd be crying. But I'd get to the wall and I'd set myself against the wall and I back myself up against the wall and I stand there like Elijah the Indian. I stand there and move my toes right and left, right. Every single chance I got, a, I got. And I wanted to walk. I wanted to go back to Vietnam because of what the news media was saying about us, our president, and that needed there to burn the flag. What? And I saw a lot of other patients coming back limbs missing. I wanted to go back. I was determined because I remember when I was taught in jump school, an old master sergeant would tell me, Benavides, quitters never win and winners never quit. What are you? So I'm a winner. And I remember in our special force, and I remember in my special forces training, one of the training missions that I was on, I remember that my leader would tell me, faith, determination, and a positive attitude. A positive attitude will carry you further than ability. You can do it, Benavides. You can do it. I never forgot those three words. Never. So there I was at night, slip out of bed. The nurses would catch me sometime. They would chew me out, give me a pill, sleeping pill, put me to sleep. They would tell the doctors in the morning. I was determined to walk. Nine months later, here comes my medical discharge paper. And I told the doctor, doctor, look what I can do. He said, Sergeant, I'm sorry. Even if you can stand up, 
you'll never be able to walk. I jumped out of bed and I stood up right before him. My back was hurt, aching, I was crying. And I moved just a little bit. The doctor said, then if you walk out of this room, I'll tear this papers up. I walked out of that ward at Beach Pavilion. I walked out with a limp. I went back to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I started my therapy again, running five and 10 miles a day, doing 50, 100 push-ups. And I made three parachute jumps in one day. I was ready to go back to Vietnam, physically and mentally ready to go back. My orders were to go to Central America as an advisor, but being a non-commissioned officer and knowing some of the good officers in the right places, my orders were diverted. So, so, so I went back to Vietnam in 1968. Latter part of April, I was inserted, my buddy and I, to gather intelligent information behind enemy lines. As, after two days on the ground, my buddy was shot through the eye, the back, and legs. Our mission was completed, but I didn't want to leave my buddy behind. I called in for an extraction helicopter to come and get us out. They came in with the McGuire rig. McGuire rig was nothing but a piece of rope, nylon rope to hook. In that case, there were two ropes. We hooked on, the enemy was firing at us. We pulled up, went up through the canopy of the jungle. Our rope started to twist and rub. You know, nylon had burned when it rubs. As we cleared the canopy, our rope were completely twisted and rubbing. And there was a non-commissioned officer that looked out of the helicopter, he was riding as a safety man. And when he saw those two ropes burning, he immediately tied himself with a piece of rope around his waist, and he pulled himself out of the helicopter and undid those two ropes, separated them. That's dedication. That's love of fellow man and country. I'll never forget that man. And the enemy was still firing at us, but they never shot us. We landed. We landed in a safe spot. My buddy was taken to the hospital shortly thereafter he expired. I was in another staging area waiting for an next assignment. When I heard on the radio something like a popcorn machine, then I heard a voice, get us out of here, get us out of here, come in and get us out quick, he said. I asked the radio operator, who are those? He said, I don't know. They haven't gave us any call sign. And I saw some helicopter pilots run to the flight line, scrambling. I ran right behind him. We saw a helicopter coming in, land, and had a door gunner slumped over a weapon. When the helicopter landed, I unstrapped the door gunner, Michael Craig, 19 years old. We just celebrated his 19th birthday in March. I cradled him in my arms. And his last words were, my God, my mother and father. I asked the pilot, who are the people on the ground? He said, hey, he said, this that black NCO, that non-commissioned officer saved your life the other day, remember? I said, Leroy Rice. Leroy, we've got picture. Top secret assignments, him and Musso and Connor. So it was an instant reaction. I saw bag of medical supplies, picked it up, 
went over to my helicopter, got on the helicopter. We got on with the fall air controller that got us in. He said, you can't go in there. You can't go in. It's too hot. Little did I know that I was going to spend six hours in hell. You heard what the president read the citation of how in the middle of honor. But he didn't tell you what I went through when I engaged in the hand-to-hand combat. I was hitting the mouth with the butt of the weapon. My jaws were locked. After my last return back to the helicopter, when I was boarded on, I was holding my intestines in my hand. We lifted up the helicopter, had an over payload. Blood was thrown on both sides of the helicopter. When we landed, it locked me in our staging area, and it started unloading, it started identifying the bodies. They found out I loaded three dead enemy soldiers in that helicopter. I didn't want to leave anybody behind. was to recover the classified material so if anybody had it he was on the helicopter so they left they left the three enemy soldiers on the side and because I sort of look oriental they thought I was one of them so they let me lay right next to them and they were putting us in body bags and I remember that my feet had been lifted and I was inserted to the body bag and I could hear that zipper coming up and I thought, oh my God, no, no. My eyes were shut because I had blood all over my face, mine, and the blood had dried up in my eyelids. And I couldn't talk because my jaws were locked and I could hear that zipper coming up, coming up. And one of my buddies was doing the Mexican head dance and he was getting at the doctor, that's Roy, that's Roy Benavides. The doctor said, sorry, there's nothing I can do for him. Oh my God, my zipper just, just coming up. I was trying to wiggle in my own blood. And finally, I'll find out later, Jerry Cottenham made that doctor at least to feel my heartbeat. When I felt that hand on my chest, I made the luckiest shot I ever made in my life. I spit in the doctor's face. <laughs> doctor said, I think he'll make it. He'll. So I uh, I was uh, cleaned up, put in a helicopter, alongside with my buddy, one of the guys that I had saved. We got airborne, and I just said to myself, hold on, buddy, just hold on. We're going to get some medical attention. And his grip tightened up on me. And then he let go. I said, oh, God, why do you put me through this test? Why? You help me get these men out, save them, save this material. Now you take them away from me. Why? And I was crying. I was moving so much. That's a co-pilot. He happened to look back, and he thought that I was gasping for air. So he gets out of his seat, get his bayonet out, and he's going to do a track on me. And I'm about to kick him out of the helicopter. Not just too much for one day.
in the hospital at, at uh, Long Bend. I was wheeled to the operating room. And as I was being lifted to my operating table, I saw this nurse on her hands and knees crying, yelling, asking God, why do you do this to these men? Why? Just crying. And I turned a little bit to my left. I saw on the other operating table a man that had both legs and both arms missing. I passed out. I woke up in the ward. One of my buddies was laying next to me. We were so bandaged up, we couldn't talk. We used to wiggle our toes to make sure that we were still alive. After a short while, my buddy was transferred from there and I thought he had died. I was transferred to Japan, Tachikawa. And that airplane that I was flying in, Matavak, we lost two men. And I remember this nurse kept yelling at me. And I said, you're not going to die on me. I'm going to pinch you every time you close your eyes. I'm going to pinch you. I'm going to pinch you. Boy, she kept pinching me. When I got to Sachikawa, when I got to Japan, and they wheeled me into the operating room, they just rolled me again. I remember the doctor. I heard him say, what in the world happened to you? I had blue spot, red spots all over me. And I said, that lady kept pinching me up there. <laughs> So after I went back to Fort Sam Houston to be the pavilion, and I stayed in that hospital almost a year. I continued with my career. Then I was awarded with a medal. I was dedicating myself to come and speak to schools, to civic groups, to help anyone that I can help. My life was spared for a reason. And I hope there's a good reason. A lot of people call me a hero. I appreciate the title. But the real heroes are the ones that gave their life for this country. The real heroes are our wives, our mothers. Above all, the heroes are the ones that are laying in those hospital disabled for life in those hospital beds. But the real heroes are the future leaders of our country, these students that are staying in school and learning to say no to drugs. Those are our real heroes. You know, there's a saying among the veterans, for those that have fought for it, life has a special flavor. The protected will never know. You have never lived till you almost died. And it is us veterans that pray for peace, most of all, especially the wounded, because we have to suffer the wounds of war. I'm asked hundreds of times, would you do it over again? In my 25 years in the military, I feel like I've been overpaid for the service to my country. There'll never be enough paper to print the money, nor enough gold in Fort Knox for me to have to keep from doing what I did. I'm proud to be an American, 
and even prouder. And I'm even prouder that I've earned the privilege to wear the green beret. I'm from a little town. So if you never heard Roy talk his thing before, there's a couple of versions, but that's a good one. So uh, yeah, there's an opportunity here. Uh, Sergeant Roy Benavides uh, from Texas from 1968. So we've been digging into DC Project stuff. Took a little tangent there, but uh, whatever. It's the joy of being able to do my own show. So I like the art of war. There's certain things you should listen to every once in a while to remember. All right, well, I don't think I'm going to find any other posts from DC Project. Like I say, they don't usually show you the stuff you've already seen. And they're probably all asleep or whatever. Oh, share that video? Sure. Uh, let me go back up to it. So the Green Brave Foundation is an organization that uh, provides for the families and descendants of the Braves. And this is a post that they did today. They'll do it occasionally on the anniversary, of course, of his passing and his birth. And then I recommend checking it out every once in a while. His story is, is nuts. So there's, I have heard a little bit cleaner, like a better produced, I guess, like maybe it's a different camera angle, a different uh, venue or something. There is another one out there. So we're going to go over to Mary's uh, channel she's down at the dc project thing so each of the ladies is going to be documenting their adventure in their own way they're going to be documenting it from their point of view i'm pretty sure mary considers herself a photographer it's one of her hats that she wears uh, this is her personal account so i'm not going to get too much into that but then i'm going to click on her channel to get us over to dc project so the dc project is the organization that we're talking about tonight uh, uh, lady from each state that go on the national level to the representatives once a year and uh, talk with the various state level representatives about firearms and gun ownership, the issue of firearms ownership. And at the state level, they do the same. So there's 55 ladies each year that go at the national level and then an additional number of ladies that do a similar effort uh, every year at the state level with state re level representatives. So their goal is, their, their motto is legislation. No, the motto is education, not legislation or education over legislation. So the idea is to educate people instead of suggesting that another law will be all you need to create a, a, a solution or a resolution. They have a similar goal to a lot of people to see less death to see less violence and to see less uh, deaths in the United States associated with firearms from anyway. And since we know that most of that, two out of every three deaths, so 60% or more of all firearms deaths are from suicide, uh, that's not something that's preventable from uh, property or availability of property because a lot of things can cause that conclusion, right? So the idea is education and awareness of mental health 
and suicide awareness and prevention options and conditions that create the you know the things that create the conditions that might make one when someone uh, resort to that are similar to the conditions that might make one violent so there's ways that you can address those root causes that cost less that are more effective and have a bigger result on reducing death than simply persecuting property and those who possess the property and with that education with that awareness of that situation they're taking that message and other messages to those representatives as wives moms sisters daughters cousins you know they're just they're representing the segments of this population that females represent like pretty much half the population right so they're going there and meeting with these representatives so this is their main channel and while they're there they're posting uh accumulations, I guess, or picture, uh, the reposting stuff from the other channels. So we're going to take a look at some of that as opposed to looking at necessarily each of the girls or ladies individual channels because they might be doing some other personal stuff or whatever. So we start off with that same picture from 2017. It says the DC project is returning to the Capitol. This was from last week. So it says this week to meet with our legislatures and fight for constitutional rights. Follow along by watching our social channels and interacting with our content as we seek to, excuse me, as we seek to soften hearts and change minds. This year, we are welcoming many new and amazing state directors on our trip, as well as celebrating the return of many women who have joined us in the past. To learn how you can get involved, visit hiccup, sorry, DC, dcpproject.info slash join or donate to support us at dcproject.info slash donors. I'm not the biggest fan of writing out the whole URL without actually making an editable link, but whatever. Won't mansplain how they post, but we'll uh, look at some of the replies to that. We got uh, great work for all of us. Thank you from somebody. And then Lynn is probably there saying stoked. Cheryl Todd is in there with her little handy dealies that she puts in all the time. Teresa Inneker says, I can't wait. So that makes it seem like she's going to be there. Diana, I don't get, I guess she probably didn't post this because she put hearts in there. Somebody, Chuck, says, thank you for what you do. And that looks like a kitten said that. There's me going very cool and stuff. And then Three Gun Beth says, so excited. I think she's also there. So, you know, so we have 55 ladies attending and we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 12 maybe comments. I'd like to see these things get, you know, viral type of comments right uh so here's that picture from i think 2017 this is kind of frustrating because it i guess it's supposed to be just ladies from each state but it makes it look small i wish they had more people there it wish it had been tough for these i wish there would have been so many people in attendance that it would have been tough for these ladies to take a picture isolated like this on the lawn it would have been awesome if so many people were there to support them that you know there was people creeping in from all the corners but if wishes for fishes then we'd always have fishes all the time so then here's another photo from back in the day. You got a whole assortment of the ladies. Uh, they're all wearing teal this year. Most of them are wearing teal this year. Not, I shouldn't say this year, in this photo, which I think will be a contrast to some of the other pictures I've noticed. So this is a photo from back in the day when it says, DC Project is returning to the Capitol, meet with our legislators and fight. Seriously? 
That seems like it's the, oh no, I am on the same comment. I was going to say I'm on the same one. So this is, I'm just flipping through some of the pictures, but I forget the name of this group, the Senators Congress of Hunters or something. It's got some kind of a fuddish name. Uh, we'll see it in another post though. So this was that, this is a group of senators or something, or I forget if they're senators or representatives, right? But um, they're uh, a group of senators or whatever they are, representatives that meet and talk about gun related issues. But I think it started as like the Sportsman's Alliance or something. It was like a hunter's thing. I don't really know the story, but I think it had gone under, like it had gone silent or dormant for a number of years or sessions or something. And then because of the work of Diana Mueller and the DC project, look how many ladies are in this room. Why don't we have more pictures like this where they literally are standing room only in order to even get a picture in here because all these lazy senators and representatives are sitting down. So, you know, I'm saying like this is a cool picture. So this was back. I think it was the first year that they revived that group. So imagine they go in and they meet all these senators and representatives. I'll quit saying senators, all these representatives. Um, both because i mean there's the house of representatives there's the senate but they all represent us so in that that sense i'm going to just say representatives from now on so they're the ladies from the dc project are meeting with these representatives in groups of five in some of these pictures you can kind of tell they're walking around in smaller groups kind of professionally walking around as you know lobbyists would or something like that like informally but semi-formally like this and having these conversations in these small groups and then in the offices of the representatives. And then it, additionally, the representatives that want to show up go into this more like informal gathering situation where they can all be in this big room and chat about stuff. And I'm assuming there's some sort of a program here, but for the most part, this is a lot of FaceTime with people who are making decisions and are in a position in 2022. I mean, this is a picture from a few years ago. This just shows how much time on the clock these ladies have accomplished with this project. But this is time on the clock that these ladies have FaceTime with these representatives to, to create clarity, understanding, and uh, create a reputation with these representatives so that the ladies become the experts that they turn to. So these ladies who keep themselves aware of what's going on are able to provide effective awareness of whatever's happening in the gun community and the finger on the pulse of the gun community better than any poll could ever do. And in a way that changes the face of gun ownership, this is definitely not Wayne LaPierre in a fancy suit having fancy lunch with some couple of people, right? This is the, uh, this is not that this is not the 14th richest dude on the planet hiring some chick from Monsanto who used to worry work on Roundup or whatever, and then said, hey, act like you're grassroots and bring a bunch of victims to exploit their, their tragedy, their, their atrocities that it reflected on them. No, this is people with issues, people that have been afflicted by the bad laws, people that have been victims of abuse or bad people, but it's not only any it's not just one of these things it's not the exploitation of those events this is the mix of the true represent of truer representation of the firearms community now if only we could do something like this additionally with the whole firearms community so this is a lady from each state so this is kind of sexist because it's only ladies right
but it's from each state. Now imagine if it was a bunch of people that represented each of the niches or communities within the greater firearms community, your hunters, your collectors, your sports shooters, your competition shooters, your industry, right? Your ladies that are activists, your, you know, again, there's a million things that I'm missing. So uh, this is awesome. So this is the first post from earlier in the week, and then we'll move on. I guess they're talking about some person who used to do all kinds of horrible things around the planet. Then we've got the DC project uh, talking about 9-11, respectfully. All right, so now we get into more uh, videos from this week and their, their uh, current event in DC. So we got Rebecca Schmoy, who is running for office in Kansas, and I'll try to hit. This is Rebecca with DC Project. I'm the Kansas State Director. With me, I've got Trisha from Oklahoma and Susan from Missouri. We're here in DC to educate DC on gun rights are the women's rights. And this morning, we met with Congressman Frank Lucas and staff, and we also met with Congresswoman Stephanie Bice and her staff. And they were extremely interested in the programs that will support for safety education. Hi. All right. So that's important. Again, one, it's given these ladies an opportunity to travel, get outside of wherever it is they live. Unfortunately, they got to do it on their own time. So we should really be supporting them. How awesome would it be if each gun shop knew who their DC project representatives are and had a little coin jar next to the register, since everybody likes to pay cash nowadays? had a little throw your change in for our DC project representatives so that the ladies don't have to do this on their own dime every single time. But the fact that they're getting out of their comfort zone, they're getting to DC, they're experiencing that awesomeness of being in the Capitol to do the work that needs to be done for liberty, which is our individual freedom together, right? Liberty is an expression of everyone's individual freedom amongst each other. That doesn't just happen. No, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, some obligation of government to provide that. The government exists so that we can make it happen. And these ladies are there exercising that uh, with things other than waiting for lawsuits to happen or uh, you know, sending individual lobbyists in. So this is awesome. So they're getting together and they're experiencing the, the event and they're working together. I'm assuming they don't just have little clicks or something. I'm assuming they... Uh, meet up and have some strategy or some way to figure out who's going together. But in this case, it's what Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kansas, I think is what they said. So it's kind of some friendly and unfriendly states. And now, you know, those representatives will see constituents from both their own state and other states coming with, uh, in this case, uh, in addition to all of this positive stuff that's happening and the fact that they're doing it, they're now talking about and again, in 2022, when there's an assault weapons ban sitting on the table, and there's already been a Republican gun control ban that made it impossible for 18-year-olds to own long guns, no one's talking about that. No one's outraged that 18-year-olds who have the ability to go die for the country or pay taxes or go to jail as an adult can't buy a long arm anymore? The fuck? So in that world, these ladies are there... Um, having conversations with these representatives um, uh, about safety programs, right? So what big deal? Who cares? Well, in fucking Republican gun control, it just went through that gives millions of dollars to the states for gun safety. It's obviously going to Bloomberg. The hell they're not going to give it to the NRA. 
They're not giving millions of dollars to the NRA. Are you delusional? They're not going to give it to Walk the Talk America unless these ladies get in there and make Walk the Talk America, a, you know, a word on the list. Um, there's lots of programs out there. Faster Saves Lives is another one. You've got individual efforts like Tony Simon's Diversity Shoot. And then, or, you know, things that are at the state level, cities level, uh, you know, multiple thing like Tony's project where he goes to different states or different gun ranges. Uh, there's so many different ways that gun safety could be interpreted and that money will be dispersed potentially that they're there to hopefully have some influence or some, uh, uh, you know, some, some part of how that gets put out. So super critical important time just from that element of it so that's one reason that they're there and they're mentioning it in this video then there's this guy who i guess makes a bunch of money and i don't know if he paid for him to be there or what but it says this guy's a business owner that supports the project through sponsorship to make it possible that the 50 women uh, across the nation are able to meet with our legislators to be a voice in safeguarding the second amendment so when it's vague like that I don't know. There was another picture where they're holding up a flashlight. So I don't know if you gave them flashlights or what. But uh, shit, is that the only picture? Dang. So I'm going to put in DC Project hashtag, I guess. I mean, I thought there was a whole bunch of these pictures. I know. I, but I, the problem is I've seen them. So then Instagram isn't going to show them to me again. If anybody's got links to any and you're a mod, put them in here. Like if you, oh no, I shouldn't put this. I should put hashtag. Uh, if you've got a link to a, some decent post that's worth looking at, then uh, let me know because that's the goal tonight is to uh, help share some of the work that's being done. So I just put in DC Project the hashtag. I didn't know you could follow a hashtag. Huh, I didn't know you could follow a hashtag. So I'm going to put in most recent. So there's another post from Mary. She's standing next to some other lady. Here's a post from Derek from Kids Safe who is standing in front of the Capitol at, in the 2019 rally when that happened. Here is one of the ladies from that current video standing next to somebody. So I'm gonna open this one in a new tab. I saw this one earlier. This is her meeting with Senator Josh, ran into his boss in the hallway in our next meeting, appreciate the Senator's efforts to defend our rights. So this is getting photo ops, that kind of situation. I probably shouldn't do it this way. This is uh, three, four more ladies. Thank you to Jack, somebody, Buddhist, associate counsel for Richard Blumenthal. Oh, I see. Richard Blumenthal is Connecticut senator. So thank you to Jack Buddhist, associate counsel for Senator Richard Blumenthal. Jack took about an hour to have some very real discussion with myself, Holly, Carrie Ann, and Renee, we discussed. So first off, let's take a second. So this is Mary's post. This is Mary, and she's the Connecticut representative for the DC project today. This is Holly Sullivan, who is the president, the first female president of a national, of state level, uh, states' right or gun owners' rights group, the Connecticut Citizens Defense League. So that's Holly, and then Carrie Ann is one of these other ladies. And then Renee is the other lady. Carrie Ann is from Massachusetts. So I'm thinking this is Carrie Ann. And I'm remembering this from Riding Shotgun with Charlie, I think. And then that would make this Renee, if I'm right. And she's from Rhode Island, which would make sense because I don't know anything about Rhode Island. So this is 
Mary's post, and she's saying that these four ladies met with the associate counsel, so some kind of lawyer guy maybe, for the Richard Blumenthal. And then they, she says we had a real discussion. So that's pretty awesome. I don't see any reason for Mary to be lying about this. It says we discussed, and that's what they discussed, the common ground we have regarding education, not legislation, which is their freaking core. So that's freaking awesome. And instead of being like, okay, see ya, you know, they stuck around for an hour and kept talking. 10-round magazine capacity, handicapping a law-abiding citizen if violently attacked. So awareness of their dumbass rule has negative consequences to other people because they're idiots. It's not that they're evil necessarily, they're idiots. So giving the idiots a backdoor to understand that they're trying, they're enacting evil. And then we get the, rea this isn't technically all written in there, by the way, I'm adding a little bit of commentary. And then their next point, or Mary's next point, the reality of criminals not abiding to any laws, and thus laws just infringing on law-abiding, making it onerous and expensive, and therefore making it uh, difficult for those who don't have the means or the ability to uh, jump through all the hurdles to defend themselves, to, get, to, to have a, a neighborhood that has the impression that there's a consequence for violence, when you remove that, then you create a violent environment. So that's awesome that they're able to vocalize that or you know, get that point across to Blumenthal, who's a massive anti-gunner. Then the next one is the reality of criminals. Not, oh, I said that one. Right. The next one is overall mental health crisis and the consideration of introducing hold my guns to Connecticut. Damn it. I would have liked that to say walk the talk America. All right. And then the next one and so much more. And then it says, I was very impressed with his. Oh, man, I almost got it. I was very impressed with his professionalism, respect, knowledge, and open-mindedness to making some real change for gun owners in Connecticut and inviting us ladies of the DC project in on those future conversations and decision process. 10 out of 10 recommend joining an organization of like-minded individuals on a positive mission on making a better difference for yourself and your future and your future generations. She's a mom. Um, that's awesome, right? So first off, these four ladies went to freaking DC to talk to their state representative. And then the other two ladies went to DC to talk to a Connecticut representative and, and experience what that's like. So Holly and Mary had to go from Connecticut to DC to talk to their Connecticut representative initiative and that sets the stage for what we're talking about here they went in there they did their thing they changed the face of gun owners they brought positive messages that help move a message forward that happened right now let's take a look at this freaking post so mary could have been like i accomplished enough today i'm going home no she posted this well-written and descriptive uh summary of what the hell went down she archived it while it's fresh in her mind and while it's relevant so I can do stuff like this and others hopefully are doing stuff like this to champion the superhero effort of these ladies right now, right? So again, let's go over to their own organization, DC Project. You would think it would go to the ones I go to the most. It kind of does. No, it doesn't. So DC Project. There we go. 
that's Mary's post, so that don't count. Here's one from Rebecca. I'm not talking no shit or whatever, but I'm going to mansplain. So there's a bunch of hashtags. Yeah, whatever. We could have a whole discussion on whether hashtags are relevant or necessary anymore. Uh, but look, we got a paragraph. That's, I mean, the, they, these three ladies got there. They did all the same shit, right? They did the same stuff. They had the same fight, if not more difficult in some ways, right? They did their thing. But there's a paragraph. I just wanted to say, look at this. So it's amazing. This is what I'm saying. It's amazing. So now we get a whole shit ton of comments. Let's take a look at some of these comments. Do we really look at these? So this was, I'm going to go backwards in time because whatever, I know I'm not scripted here. So this was the previous one from Rebecca and Oklahoma and, oh, snap. Oklahoma, Kansas, and you'll remember, and I don't. So we got these three ladies, and then I forgot to mention the comments here. So we got Style Me Tactical saying get after it, and then a shit ton of tacos, I think. And then it says, have a great day, you know, have a great rally. You girls are kicking ass. Smeggy's Maggie in there swearing. Uh, then you get Cheryl Todd, shit ton of tacos also. Somebody saying, oh, that's Sprague one again, the Chuck one with looks like a cat. Thank you, ladies. Right on. You got uh, somebody else saying, go get them, ladies. Right on. Then you get, um, this is bullshit spam. So they should be pulling that shit off of there so it doesn't attack their channel and look like shit. So there's the one side of it. Now you got Mary, again, archiving it, well-rounded, like giving us a good, concise description of what happened that day. Can be optimistic, can be aware, and uh, can be you know informed. Again, a shit ton of hashtags. I don't know why the girls like the hashtags still. That would actually be an interesting conversation on whether or not hashtags are necessary anymore. I mean, I'm not growing, so I don't know, but I don't think they're necessary anymore. So then let's take a look at some of these. Uh, we got like six of them, something. Uh, really hope you're doing, I really hope you're damn proud of yourself for doing amazing things. Uh, thank you for the hard work, fighting for law-abiding citizens so we can have the means to defend our families. Uh, thank you for the hard work. Um, pretty sure that's spam. Um, got Jared saying way to be ladies, way to be ladies is probably how it's supposed to go. And then, or you could have been telling them how to be ladies. It is reasonable to mansplain to them just so they understand that they're doing a good job of being ladies also, I guess. And then we got, uh, glad to hear it was a positive discussion, which is awesome. It, was, it is good to hear that because, you know, again, we could have got nothing. They could have never showed up or it could have gone shitty, Right. So freaking awesome. Awesome post. Oh, there's more pictures too. So we're going to click on this. This is them standing around outside of the building. And I guess that's the two pictures. So then the next, let's go out of here. So that was the, these are now looking at the hashtag. So there's a couple from Mary. That one is from uh, KidSafe. He's not even there. He's just posting like an encourage. Oh, I guess I'll look at it. He's just posting like an encouraging throwback to a fun day spent at the nation's capital. Went there for a rally on the steps of the Capitol building. We weren't though. We were in the lawn in front of it. Um, see how these people are standing? That's where I was talking about standing before. But there's a bunch of gates over here. You can walk up the stairs. Uh, it says the Diana and the ladies of the DC project are there right now doing the work. 
necessary to lay the groundwork for kids firearm safety with meetings with all our representatives. We are proud of all the progress they have made. Education, not legislation. It's not merely a slogan. It's a blueprint to help save lives. Good luck today with your meetings, ladies. Make them listen. We love safety. It shows. Oh, so he's mansplaining. He's saying make them listen. So I think that's a little violent, but whatever. So then let's go back to, that was their channel. Oh, snap. Look how many people he linked to. He linked to Massey. A bunch of ladies and people in DC project, people you would expect. All right, so this was the hashtag we're looking at on this one. This one is, I don't know who this is, Taylor, something. Not my typical coming to DC to represent New Hampshire. And gun rights for women is an honor. I've never gotten into politics and will always insist it's not my thing. But if they don't hear my voice, whose will they hear? This is the first time New Hampshire has been represented by the DC Project, or for the DC Project. I'm glad to be here, or I'm happy to be here. Keep an eye on my stories for DC adventures. So this is some sort of lady that hasn't ever even been here before. And uh, what is this? New Hampshire, who thinks they're so good, has never even shown up to the DC project before. I've never had a lot of positive things to say about New Hampshire, but I've never said anything bad about it. But here's the thing. If you look at New Hampshire, you tell me if I'm wrong. It's nothing but a giant peninsula, or I guess a uh, panhandle. There's really no state there. It's just all panhandle. I feel like Vermont and New Hampshire should really just get along mend whatever situation would happen and make themselves a decent square-shaped state. And we'd have 49 states again, which would be weird, but it'd be easier for the rest of us. But anyway, New Hampshire never bothered to show up. Now they did. And she's taking some kind of picture, trying to figure out where this picture is. So this picture is on those stairs. They see how there's ropes. You can't walk up there no more. But now you can walk a little bit up there. So that's kind of cool. And I'm telling you, I've seen a lot of people take crappy pictures of the Capitol, and we've seen some of them today. This is freaking amazing. Does this not look like some kind of photoshopped, superimposed thing? I don't think it is. I think she just figured out that if she goes over here and takes a picture with a GoPro from probably her knee height, looking kind of up, that she freaking out, figured out a great freaking picture. The only thing is the flags that have staff for some bullshit reason, probably, hopefully. Wait, oh no, this is probably a 9-11, so I guess that's why. But uh, it's always nicer to see the flag at full staff. But I guess for that, they're going to pull it down. Anyhow, so then, uh, otherwise, awesome picture. There's another one. And that's where she's just standing there without her sunglasses, I guess. So then we got uh, How I Carry. So glad you are there. Got Mary from the other post. And very happy to have you here in D.C. with us. Somebody saying, love it. Another person saying, super bummed I couldn't make it. Another person saying, my goodness. And then... Three Gun Beth saying, so happy you're here. A whole bunch of ladies saying, you know, hello. And thank you for stepping up from some training person. Uh, do, 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 do. Girls talking about girl stuff. I live in New Hampshire and want to say thank you. Thank you. We need more women to speak and stand. So they don't listen to. Thank you. We need more women to speak and stand. They don't listen to the men and use the women and children as victims to push this BS. 
Interesting. There's a reply to that from her saying truth. Then it says, uh, you've always been a great representative for our sport and culture in New Hampshire. So it sounds like she's already kicking ass in New Hampshire and decided to help the DC project. So that's awesome. So I don't know who that is, but now we know who that is, sort of. All right, next is this one. I'm opening them in a new tab now because I figured out Instagram. Don't understand why anyone uses hashtags. Back in the beginning, Instagram at least, man, Instagram 2017 to 2000, maybe, maybe 16, no, 17 to 19. For a couple of good years there, hashtags were the way that you worked Instagram. That was the secret leverage of Instagram. You could really affect some stuff. There was other factors, but the hashtags were a big piece of it. So some people that are a little bit old are going to use hashtags all the time. Some people just don't know what the hell's going on and they just use hashtags all the time. Um, and then some people are looking at the people that are old and thinking, well, they're doing it, I'm doing it and they don't know why they're doing it. It's the whole cutting the end off the ham situation. So now we've got the West Coast. This is from Candy, Yao. I don't know, it's hard to know because I don't know where the, when there's not capitalization, I don't know where it is. So anyway, West Coast DC project, ready to make a difference. Wish us luck, it was just the one picture. No, uh, what do you call those things? But we got Cal, okay, I don't know, three people, I'm not sure they are, but this is Gina Roberts and some other people who aren't tagged. So then that's that one. And it looks like that's the West Coast. So I wonder if they went around in groups of more tethered to their locality or something. So now here's some picture of an airplane. Hello, Potomac River, bordering Virginia and Maryland. Touchdown in DC soon and on to meet with the wonderful women of the DC project from around the nation. Becky, oh, Becky Lou Outdoors, I bet is how you say that one. So I don't know where that one's that girl is from, lady is from, but uh, there we go. And then, well, here we go. I'm incredibly blessed to be able to travel to the Washington DC with the DC project. Uh, women's rights are gun rights. And then, uh, Oh, Minnesota probably, Pistol Ann MN, I'll bet you it's Minnesota. So right on, traveling with the uh, black and teal thing going on, doing the whole, you know, here's where I'm at and here's what I'm doing. All right, and then, I don't know what this is. If you're struggling and your people are just sitting there watching you struggle, they're not your people. Encourage them to go be somebody else's people. So I don't know what that's all about, but uh, I guess she put the DC. Oh, this because I'm looking at the hashtags in here. So that these are just random posts that are using the DC project hashtag. So this one is from seven days ago and got to spend. This was just from a Republican event somewhere. So uh, they're talking about talking to a representative, I guess. So then it gets out from the actual event. So my goal tonight was to spend some time uh, chatting them up and giving uh uh, some awareness to the work of these ladies that are in DC right now. Uh, like I said, I knew there was more of them over here, but the problem is I just mostly subscribe to the ladies or they're like, you know, Rebecca's, I don't know if it's Rebecca's channel or if it's uh, 
Rebecca's project, you know, like, so I don't even know if I can't get back in there and see them come up. Is there a way to make Instagram show you stuff that you've already seen? I should probably figure that out. All right, well, so we've been uh, digging into DC project stuff for a second there. Well, maybe for more than 20 minutes or so there in the middle. Uh, we listened to the story of Roy Benavides from uh, 1968. Uh, his story is a lot. I mean, he's telling the story there for a bit of time, and it was awesome to hear it in perspective, how he kind of talked about the, uh, you know, the circumstance resulting from the situation, but there's also a narrative where uh, the description of, this, of the circumstances of the actual extraction of all the guys uh, that night or that day, um, superhuman. It's just super, super cool. So anytime you can, uh, remember those that did incredible, amazing, miraculous things for everybody else. And uh, it's always good to take a pause and remember that when you can. That's what we did in the middle of this show. Kind of had nothing to do with anything else other than, you know, just be part of that whole liberty that everybody appreciates. Otherwise, uh, thanks for uh, joining a non-scripted effort to uh, put some time each week into what matters as opposed to uh, what gets views or what works with the recipes. Using the social platforms for good and for constructive use and hopefully gathering folks that feel the same way. People are going to come and go. People are going to have time and they're going to not have time. They're going to feel it's important and they're going to value their effort, their value, their voice. Um, it, you know, sometimes more than others. So uh, trying to be consistent and trying to uh, offer opportunity is uh, our goal. So thanks to the, oh crap, this whole time I've been going without the banner. Uh, thanks to our Patreons who make it possible for us to spend time on the projects like this. Uh, those are the folks that subscribe to what we do. They usually buy us a cup of coffee. Some of them buy us lunch once a month. And that allows us, that accumulates and allows us to pay the bills for the servers and the software. And more importantly, for the time, that's the thing that takes the most amount of effort, really, is the time it takes to put into this stuff. So uh, we appreciate it. And we want to say thanks to those folks. We don't have to try to sell you nothing or urge you to do anything you don't want to do uh, and hopefully make it possible to do things that are worthwhile. We've had a pretty good record so far. We're not perfect, but uh, we're still fighting. And uh, I also want to encourage you to use the subscribe button and the uh, like button those things make the mechanisms work you know this whole thing is a giant uh, mechanism you know even though it looks like your computer it's really running a website that website is made up of code that code has a system and a structure and you can interact with it more than just listening to what i'm saying or watching what i'm putting on the screen every once in a while uh, by clicking on those likes and those subscribes you really help out. So by taking the, the URL of this browser that you're in and heading over to another platform like Facebook, uh, maybe I don't mention it enough. I don't use Facebook ever. Like I have an account over there and it's basically dead. So I do not use Facebook. So anytime people post our stuff, no matter what it is on Facebook, it's appreciated. You're doing stuff that I don't do. Same thing with uh, Twitter. I have stuff there, but I don't use it much. So it gets neglected and people don't come around neglected areas. So if you've got something that's active more than I am, um, it's much appreciated when you literally take the link and throw it over there. Uh, that's what matters for the uh, robots that watch the internet. We'll be talking about that kind of stuff on uh, 
Monday. That's what we do, that kind of stuff on Mondays. Uh, we'll be doing that on the other channels. Clover does that all the time on the uh, GunTuber Academy, a, a channel that's uh, designed to help people understand the mechanisms and the use of these tools, these social media platforms that we've got. Let's see. So Maggie says, when you scroll down to where it says you're all caught up, you can hit view older posts. On the phone, I know, but on the computer, was it doing it? I don't know if it was doing it on the computer for me. Because it seemed like it was just going into more and more and more. But uh, it was showing me like older posts from other people, not the stuff that I had seen today. Uh, the problem is that I'll spend some time on the computer and then every once in a while, I'll ditch out of here and I'll be using my phone and that's when I'll take a look at Instagram sometimes. So if I look at stuff on Instagram on my phone, I don't think, I think it somehow pulls it from, I don't know, I don't think I see that same stuff on my computer after. But either way, I probably did miss some posts. I don't want to make it look like they didn't post anything, but here's the deal. The, the ladies of the DC project that again, spent their own time and their own money to get to DC at the same time to show up with everybody. Luckily, it's not no holiday or anything. Again, Labor Day happened or whatever, but it's not like Christmas or Thanksgiving or something. So they're able to go. Now, they're killing their own vacation time. If they work or if they only have X amount of time to spend away from the family or away from obligations that they might have with their lives, you know, they spent some of that time equity, right? They spent some of that time of their lives. Hopefully, they're having the time of their life, but they literally devoted some time of their lives to this project. And... Uh, um, Oh, I guess where I forgot where I was going with that. It must be getting late. But I wanted to uh, take a second to, or take a while to, to, to uh, give them a uh, more than a shout out about that. Oh, I guess that's where I was explaining things. Maggie had said that I missed some of the posts. I'm sure I missed some of the posts. So I'm going to encourage you to not think that everything that was done today was inclusive of all they did. Uh, they've been doing stuff all day, all week, really. And now they're going to have their rally tomorrow, which will be a whole nother thing. So again, they took time away from everybody. They got there. They spent their own money to get there. Maybe somebody bought them a flashlight or something. I don't know. I'd like to hear. I'd be. I'd love to be wrong, and I'd love to find out that somebody in the industry paid their way. All fifty-five ladies got there. Not saying that one Bloomberg had to do it, but like you know, fifty-five gun shops got together and made that happen. I'd be more than interested in helping fifty-five gun shops do that. If you're out there and you want to help make that happen, but uh, I'd be more than happy to be told I'm wrong and that did happen. But as far as I know, these ladies took their own money and took their own time to gather there. And uh, they've been doing that all week, meeting with those representatives, meeting with each other, becoming stronger, becoming more aware, gaining experience, understanding how each of each other works. You, you, you can be an individual anything. And when you work with other people, you understand where you fit with the group you understand your strengths and your weaknesses better than when you're by yourself. So very much like the all pro team, if you're into sports, I'm, I'm all into sports. So I'm going to use some sports analogies here that might be over your head. If a bunch of sports get together and they're all pros or whatever, then it's like an even better team. So if I didn't lose anybody there with my sports, um, that's basically what's happening for two A. All these ladies who are big fishes in their whatever ponds, they're going to swim with bigger fishes and sharks and whatnot. And these are ladies that are pissed and they're sharks and they're learning that they're sharks. They're learning, well, not sharks. They're learning that they can swim with these politician sharks and they don't have to be scared, right? They're learning 
uh, you know, if I do this and that other lady does this, then we're synchronized swimming for 2A or whatever they're doing. So they're learning as they're there. And that's just been the last two days. I guess what I'm getting at is tomorrow, on top of all that, where a lot of other people would have said, all right, I've been in D.C. for a couple of days now. I've met with a bunch of representatives. You know, I've met with a bunch of other activists. That's enough. I'm going to go home. I don't need to do anything else. Instead, these ladies are going to go to sleep, probably, unless they're partying all night. That'd be kind of cool. Otherwise, they're going to go to sleep and they're going to wake up tomorrow and they're going to go to the lawn, the west lawn of the U.S. Capitol, and they're going to have a freaking rally. And hopefully a shit ton of people are going to show up and throw money at them and say how awesome they are and encourage them to, you know, share with how, what kept them motivated and appreciate all the time and effort they put into this and, you know, make it worth their while. But even if they don't, they're still going to show up there and they're going to take these pictures and they're going to, again, have this shared experience and this shared uh, um, thing to put under their belt. And then uh, they're all going to go home and those representatives are going to know, I don't know, three to five regular ladies out there that had the interest to get their shit together, not because of the NRA, not because of the blah, 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 or the blah, 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 or that one in Colorado that makes $16 million and has people fired if they talk about it. You know, none of those organizations made this happen. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm fucking wrong. I'd be more than happy to go, okay, I was wrong. They all got paid to be there. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. So once those representatives see that these ladies showed up on their own dime and got there, what's the consequences of that? So that's what we're here to champion and to encourage people to uh, rally behind. These ladies are going to be rallying tomorrow. And I don't know. I bet you, you could go to any one of their Instagrams or YouTubes or Facebooks and then find their websites or probably the website of the organization that they're part of or run or represent. But first, go to their website. If they've got their own website, buy merch first. Buy merch because merch costs them something. What is it? A shirt, a hat, a sticker, a patch, a book, banner, a decal, right? Whatever it is, it costs them something. So if you buy their merch, you're setting their, their system into motion. You're giving them practice shipping stuff out. You're giving them a, your cost dollar averaging their shipping cost each month. You're helping them out. Giving them a couple of bucks is nice too, but buying merch gets that system in there. You're giving them some experience and you're letting their mechanism work. If they have an infrastructure, you're giving it some work. You need to give an infrastructure work because they're going to get huge and they're going to need to have well-oiled infrastructures. You're also going to have something of theirs to, to, to help promote. You can wear it. You can put it in videos. You could put it on your dashboard. You could stick it someplace and say it's so good. You could give it to a gun shop or something and leave it at the range for somebody to have, make it a prize on Gizzard Gary show, right? You've got something tangible that you can help share. Every time you talk about it, you can talk about how great these ladies are. Y'all live in a state. That means you have a DC project rep. That means there's a whole bunch of people. There's a whole bunch of gun shops. There's a whole bunch of ranges. There's a whole bunch of manufacturers. There's a whole bunch of other 2A activists. So let's help these ladies out individually. And then let's take a look at the organizations they're either representing or running. And let's consider how we can help them out as well. Uh, these are the true individuals getting the work done. People want to bitch about how little others are doing. And they're ignoring, taking for granted, and underappreciating the actual tremendous effort that's now in their eighth year happening as we speak. Hopefully, they're at some kind of crazy, un, like one of these bars you don't even have a sign for. Nobody knows except you have to have the secret knock. Like some cool politician let them in or some 
cool rich person or something let him in or maybe some kind of cool is there such a thing as a cool international like some international who has some kind of diplomatic whatever they have some cool club and they let all these ladies in to party and drink fancy booze or whatever hopefully that's happening if they want to do that and if they don't want to do it then hopefully they're having a good night's sleep after having a good uh couple of last days getting rested or energized or whatever for a good breakfast and a healthy fun tomorrow then i hope that they take some time to just have some freaking fun i hope that they schedule there's how i'm gonna mansplain a little bit just so that they don't think they did everything right so they probably didn't do this and they should have so that's why i'm gonna mansplain hopefully they took a couple of days off so that they could all stay in dc and just chill just hang out after action is important right document what just happened in their own ways maybe share that with each other and then put periods on everything it's all over put everything away and then start to have some fun kick off the shoes go party around do whatever they want to do to have fun but then with each other like have fun like get to know each other uh go to whatever smithsonian maybe or someplace ideally some of them representatives would take them in the back door like the treasury give them a bunch of free dollars or hundred dollar bills or something uh give them tours of the irs or the post office or something interesting i don't know it's a bunch of stuff to look at in dc but give them something to do together so that they can hang out give them access to one of the roofs somewhere like let them have a party up on the roof of this of this supreme court or someplace and then uh you know just have an opportunity for recreation um, I really thought that the rally in D.C. would have been better off if there was some sort of a large event center that was rented so that once the rally was over, everyone knew there was a destination to head to to have that debrief, that after action for podcasters to interview people after, as they're still winding down, for buses to take people from and to so that people could have parked at that remote location. Uh, I don't know, you know, I'm mansplaining now because they didn't ask me ahead of time, but I don't know if they imply, added any of these kind of things to their rally or not, but I really hope that they took some time to not just split. That's the worst part about rallies. I mean, some people hate rallies for other reasons. My only complaint about a rally is that we don't take enough advantage of them, like that we don't take enough advantage of the opportunity we have together. It's irreplaceable. It's priceless. And it's it's something that took a tremendous effort for these ladies to get together. And they've been freaking working the whole time. Now, I know if you asked them, they're going to say they enjoyed their time off while they're on the clock together. In other words, they're so ambitious and working so hard that, you know, the time that they're walking between appointments, they're considering their time off together. But in reality, they'd be better off having tomorrow and the next day paid free. Maybe some things to do if they want, but otherwise just time to chill and time to experience what they just, you know, to debrief, to, to, to whatever about the experience they just had and to uh enhance all that also just to say thanks so that they understand that they're appreciated for the effort they put in the tremendous effort and the accomplishment they've got so maybe next time that'll happen or maybe happen this time and then i can shut up they can tell me that i wasn't my mansplaining wasn't necessary but i'm more than positive my mansplaining was necessary because they probably didn't do that here's the other thing each gun shop has the opportunity to petition one of these ladies have i mentioned this before why isn't there a little thing on the wall that says, here's our DC project representative, and here's who it was last year, and here's who it was the year before that? Because most states have had a DC project representative for the last seven years. That means most gun shops could have some kind of a cool plaque in the teal color on the wall with a bunch of little plaques that represent the ladies who've been doing the jobs for the last couple of years. 
And then again, those gun shops could be the repositories for a bunch of cash donations that would create the kind of uh, enthusiasm and camaraderie that true grassroots is. We have the opportunity in front of us. It's 2022. The NFA is literally a fragile dust in front of us. It only exists like a termite mound with on a windy day. It's it's just it's like a deck of cards, a stack, a house of cards on a you know you know on a sign on a porch on the next to a ocean. It's just inevitable that it's going to fall over. It can either fall over in a couple of years when the boomers age out and demand that it gets removed because they're not able to defend themselves anymore. Or it can happen today when people can take it back. They can take it down. And how awesome would it be for us to have that accomplishment, that shared accomplishment under the belt? So that's possible. And DC Project is literally, they probably don't know this because they haven't been mansplained enough, but it's literally within their grasp. All right, so Krabby Turtle, you going? Hopefully you'll give us some pictures. If you want to go live or something, just hold a camera. I'll give you a channel to put it on and uh, send you some links or whatever. All you got to do is hold the phone up and then that'd be awesome. I'll, I've never been invited to stream live, but I've always streamed live every 2A event I've ever been at. I never have let rules stop me or not being invited stop me. Uh, that's what the point of the internet is all about. I don't know if they're streaming it. I mean, I feel like they should be able to stream it. I don't know if they're intentionally streaming it or if they're going to rely on some kind of group thing, but I haven't seen anything that says stay tuned to this channel for. Actually, let's go take a look real quick. Just to be in case of sure. We're going to go to their YouTube channel. Do they have a YouTube channel? They do. Kind of blows, unfortunately. So eventually... It's way down here because they never do anything. It's probably still way down here, I bet. It's not that I put them in this order. This is the order of stuff people do. So if you see your name way down here, it's because you don't do stuff. I don't put you in this order. This is the order. There it is. Look, Cash and Tusk does more than DC Project. What's up with that? So up we go to, they don't even have a thing for upcoming live video so what does that tell you they do have a home and their last one was a month ago even though they're doing a rally i mean do i got a mansplain more why don't they give this to a dude to run it because then at least we could run it good or what's up with this why don't they have a better youtube channel youtube is the second largest search engine on the planet earth in english Ugh. but anyway they're good they just don't have a good youtube uh they got an instagram so yeah and they got a facebook you know don't link your facebook on my shit but whatever so if people want to support them on facebook they probably dig it i think they hang out on facebook more than anything so uh this is our effort to support them over on a channel that they kind of ignore but uh whatever that's what it's all about right is uh standing on the shoulders now it's a little uncomfortable i mean everybody's got to get used to it by now standing on the shoulders of a bunch of girls but that's what you're doing you're all standing on the shoulders of a bunch of girls so let's uh, stand on their shoulders and not waste their effort and uh, keep going from wherever they rise us to. Let's see. I'll IG live or try the StreamYard thing. I'll contact you if I can make it down there. Right on. So, yeah, if you want. Oh, snap. What is tomorrow? Friday? I got to rem. I don't know what time this is happening. Do I do know what time this is happening? 1 to 3 p.m. So let me think about this. That would be in the morning for me. So if you want... 
depending on what time it is that you're there or whatever, I'll be paying attention to my Instagram. So if you want, if anyone is out there, not any specific type of crustacean or reptile or a reptile crustacean mix, but if anybody happens to be at the DC rally uh, and you've got a camera and an interest, then get with me on the Instagrams. And what I'll do is send you a link to a stream yard. And then all you got to do is join in and point and stand there with your arm up in the air. Here's what I like to do. Take a piece of bungee cord material or like uh, 550, what they call that stuff, uh, shock cord, uh, elastic 550 cord. Take something like that and figure out a way to attach that to your phone case in some sort of a loop or some sort of a, a way so that you got a, a essentially a loop of, of elastic on your phone case. Sometimes you can do this by taking some elastic and just snapping your phone in. You know, so there's some ways to accomplish that. Now go to a rally or whatever and just take a stick or a walking stick or like a club or some sort of a lance or a spear or I don't know, the thing you use for when you're uh, pole vaulting, some kind of a long pole, right? And then you attach that camera to the pole and then just stand there. And it's essentially a tripod. But, uh, or just hold your hand in the air the whole time. Or maybe you have some kind of a hat and you put some kind of a thing on the hat and then jam your phone into the hat and then you just stand there again. So hopefully there's some way you can do it that doesn't cause all kind of fatigue and arm pain. It's easier to just join a chat from your phone. That's what I'm talking about. So if somebody wants to do be there and, and do it, I'll set up a thing and send you a link. And all you got to do is join and I'll just stick your phone on as the main thing. And then the only requirement is you got to hold your phone sideways because I'm not going to stand there watching it up and down. That's crazy. Um, that's it. This was Thursday. On Thursdays, we talk about travel and we talk about training. And the idea is to, uh, you know, get some stuff done with this show and not just talk about nothing. So hopefully this was useful. If it was, leave us some comments or some feedback. Thanks to the people that stayed up late at night to listen to this, at least people on the East Coast. And uh, the people on the West Coast, thanks for staying up kind of late to listen and be part of the conversation. And uh, if you're listening in the future on one of those platforms or places that we put this, give us some feedback. We get occasionally like a thumbs up, right, when we've been asking for this. But we don't get a lot of people chatting. So that's either because people are scared to chat or something. So let us know what it is. Are you scared or is there something else? So whatever it happens to be, we'll be looking forward to that. And we'll be back tomorrow with the uh, weekly wrap-up. If you're uh, still looking for something to do, we were over on the uh, other channel uh, doing some 3D printing earlier. So if you want to check that out, head over to the Gear Website store. Uh, no, all the Gear Website's YouTube channel, I should say. I just posted a few of the unboxing videos over on the blog, over on the Gear Website store, too, though, if you do want to go look over there. But... Uh, yeah, thanks again for showing up, and they'll be saying anything, so we'll be back to pick you up later. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, Choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. 
when you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. Tonight's episode, That Was No Lady. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Do 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 do.